0: Hey guys, happy week from San Francisco. My heart is always here. Hands on my heart. Welcome to the Wabi Sabi podcast, episode 26. We have been killing it over here because of you, the happy listener who enjoys enriching their life by learning about morals and values that are really important to keep it real, and to remain a really fucking good person. Now, I may share a lot of stories throughout this podcast about how my mom and dad raised me and how my life is perfectly imperfect, just like yours, but I want you guys to know that over here, uh, while I'm going through my little break from New York, I'm learning and growing with you. And I have a story for you today because we're going to be talking a lot about Kancha, the practice of gratitude and having a big, 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 juicy, grateful heart. It's the best accessory that you can actually carry around with you. And it's the one thing that we all have access to that we can work on that allows us to love people even more. And I'm going to mention a couple of girls today. And while I say their names, Um, I'm going to get a little bit teary. Um, you know, when you're a successful writer, author, journalist, chef, entrepreneur, whatever you guys want to call me, but you aren't like shacked up yet or, you know, sharing your life with your man or your kids and all that yet is the key word. Um, all I have sometimes is my parents, my sister, my best friends. And so when they go out of their way to make me feel loved and remind me that they love me, it means a lot. And it doesn't discredit those who are settled with their family unit already. It just means like if you're like me and you're out on a whim and you're you're living life through channels of bravery and pioneering and paving a path, or maybe you just feel like you needed a friend like me to talk to and listen to every week and, and we can share and connect on a different level, Like this is the stuff that makes my heart tick. It's hard when somebody sits me down and says you know tell me about what you do and why do you do it and how is it possible that you don't want to be famous and the the answer is blatantly true i don't want to be famous it's the work that i do through the creative channels of writing or podcasting video content books downloads photography imagery evoking emotion that's what leads me to writing recipes and getting you the best wellness advice and above all things this last week I learned so much and one of the things I learned was that you trust me. And you trust me because you saw me go through culinary school and pay my way through culinary school while my mother didn't believe in me and straight to my face told me I would never make it. And you, you watched me on national TV on Top Chef at 23 take shit from a total douche and tell me that I would fail horribly. And you watched me as a young girl on Cook Yourself Thin wearing baggy clothes with my hair in a ponytail because the executive producers felt insecure about the way I looked. Now, there's a lot more that I've done and my resume is not what we're talking about today. We're talking about gratitude and I have gratitude for you because of the trust and level of this friendship and relationship that we have as a writer to a reader as an artist to another artist, as a lover to another lover, somebody who leads their life with a heart on their sleeve every day and might get hurt a little bit more than everyone else because all I really want to do is create beautiful things even if no one cares. Saul Bass. Now I start my pod with a friend named Julie this week. There's a really interesting part about my friend Julie that I love and admire. God, I already got teary. Okay. Um, Julie and I met in the Bar Method locker room about six years ago in New York. And the Bar Method is a place, was a safe place for us to all practice and connect and love and grow. And God bless the location in Soho, New York. It is no longer there, which breaks my heart, but it carries on through the legacy of the women who all squeezed their hot asses and, you know, worked those tight abs, lifted our beautiful long legs and sculpted our lean arms. And I say this in gratitude to Barr because it's Dates all the way back to my friend Chrissy, who's also awesome, who introduced me to Bar Method in San Diego before I moved to New York when I was poor and living at my parents' house, writing my first book, Pretty Delicious. My friend Chrissy invited me to go to Bar Method with her when I was 26. We started going together and it was my outlet that i had and i had nothing else my parents particularly my mother and i were at each, each other's throats every day and the bar method was a way for me to leave the house and work out and just connect so years later when i was a poor struggling writer in new york i still saved enough money to go work out at the bar method because it meant so much to me and then i met julie So throughout my course of relationships in New York, um, Julie had always like had me on the top of her mind and she was really good at taking notes on people. And I just got back from a trip in New York. Um, I was there for very little time. I had to, you know, lock down about five different jobs while I was there. Um, Some with Reebok or Well and Good or my friend Lo Bosworth and Love Wellness. Um, Shooting, writing, producing, directing, meetings, you name it. And there's a lot going on. But one thing I love is I love seeing a couple of friends when I can when I'm there. Um, So throughout the course of my little sabbatical away from New York. I'll be catching you up to speed on everything here. So I was leaving to go to the airport. My flight was already delayed three times. I go to JFK, and my flight's delayed not just three more times, but at this point, it gets delayed six more times. So my original 11.50 a.m. flight on Delta was supposed to leave... Um, I think it was like the 16th at 11.50 a.m. We finally get to board our aircraft in the evening. So we spend, you know, our day there and um, we take off on this flight and I just, it was like any other day And and I was like on the plane, you know, totally normal, sitting in like coach doesn't matter comfort plus or whatever it's called and and all of a sudden there's this smoke and burning smell in our cabin and it happened at take off and everybody started to look around at each other because the lights that were on had smoke under them that you could see through the light beam And apparently a guy in the back of the plane grabbed the flight attendant and said, something is burning, you have to tell the captain. And for a moment there, um, the flight attendant didn't hesitate, told him. And some people had like burning eyes. Um, Some people really started to get very scared. It smelled like chemicals burning, I had my headphones on and was like listening to music and trying to stay calm. And, um, the captain got on and said, you know, they would let us know we will be emergency landing this plane. And, um, there's going to be a lot of traffic on the ground, like coming to this plane emergency, like fire and rescue coming to check out the plane. It's procedure. Don't be afraid. And of course, like while we're turning around midair, And the flight attendants are asking everybody to remain calm and cool. I think everybody has a different way of dealing with panic mode. And since I meditate a lot now and practice like breathing and letting go and I spend a lot of time alone doing reflecting which helps me to stay really calm I thought about my life in a flash so I had about like two minutes of like everything running uh through my heart and I remembered saying you know you had a really good run and you did as much as you could and you were a good person and um I also said to myself I'm actually really sad but if I die right now I'll be okay and I feel fine. I just wish that I would have had time to help more people and to do more because there was so much more to do. And I thought about my parents and I thought about my sister and I thought about my friends. My whole life flashed before my eyes and I just said, if I'm going to die this way, okay. But there was just so much more in my life that I could have done. And then we landed and we went through all the procedures and then everybody chose to see their life through a different lens. At that point, they were either going to panic and try to get on another flight, which, you know, after delaying a, a plane 12 times... Uh, throughout the the night they delayed the plane for 12 more hours and then they took off in the morning and it was just a disgrace to the 13 people out of the entire flight that stayed on that flight and how incredibly brave and amazing were those 13 people (laughs) I waited in those long lines with everybody and had to rebook my tickets and get a hotel and go back into Brooklyn and stay another night. And I knew I missed a whole day with my friends in San Francisco at this point. We had made plans together to do things all day and, you know, everything got shifted around hotels, rental cars, friends, plans. But in waking up on three hours of sleep the next day and getting to JFK again the next morning from Brooklyn looking like a zombie the eyes of some of the flight attendants or the customer service reps at check-in were like eyes of, I am so sorry you went through that. Like, let me help you today. And so when I speak about having a grateful heart, I want you to remember that everyone, everyone, everyone is fighting a battle right now. I don't give a shit if it's an illness that's terminal. I don't care if it's you losing your job, not being able to pay your bills. You can't pay your mortgage. Your home is getting, you know, foreclosed. Your business is struggling. Your boyfriend broke your heart. Your girlfriend broke your heart. I don't care what it is. I just want you to know that everyone is fighting a battle. And so you need to be kind As kind as you can possibly be and ease up on people, there are people that just lost their homes in devastating fires here in San Francisco, which is why I'm here and I'm here to see friends and we did a charity class and raised money for them today and I'll also be doing a little bit more research on what happened during these fires and what we can do to help If you can live with the notion that other people around you are all fighting their own battle, maybe their mom just passed away. Maybe their sister just passed. Maybe they're depressed. Maybe they really had a rough day at work or they're just having a fucking bad hair day and they hate life. Maybe they're depressed about, I don't know drinking too much alcohol the night before (laughs) and they're hung over whatever it is you can be better at having grace and being grateful I know we all give a shit about wearing you know baby cream and lotions and concealer and fabulous lipstick and mascara I'll be the first one to talk about beauty I love it I grew up in that industry But there's nothing more important for me to wear and wake up and have every day than a grateful heart. Because the moment that you wake up with a grateful heart and you say, I'm so fucking glad I'm alive and I'm healthy and I'm well today. I don't care if I had three hours of sleep and I looked at the flight attendant when I checked back in after being at the airport for an entire day before and having to go back and check back in. And having that crazy emergency landing in between. What was important was that I said, I'm so grateful I'm even getting on a plane. It was delayed three more times that next morning. I still didn't make my plans with my friends that day. That's fine. You know what? Let it go. The more important thing is, is that I got to fly in and see seven of my best friends in San Francisco for a girl's Friendsgiving I got to see my best friend's new house out here. It's beautiful and so cool. And her little boy and her beautiful husband, I love too. They're just the most amazing family to me. And Stephanie, I love you. Um, her and Molly and Sejal and Chrissy and Colleen and Steph, we all just we had an amazing time and a, and a great weekend. And there isn't anything I would take back Because everything fucking happened just as it was supposed to. Perfectly imperfect in this life. Every day will be fucked up. If you can live with a grateful heart, then you're really grateful for the little things. I'm grateful for that woman that helped me at check-in and made things a little bit easier for me. I told her I, I really needed to sleep on that flight. And she helped to make that happen. I told the guy at Hertz, hey, I've got a lot of stuff because I'm working with my food scientist out here in San Francisco, and I have a lot of equipment. He helped me get a nice car so I could drive around with all my equipment in San Fran. And the air quality here is so poor from the fires, and it's the worst it's ever been. And it might be the worst air quality in the world right now. And you know what? My hand's on my heart because, in my opinion, when I drove back from... Orinda and Walnut Creek area into the city, the sunset happened and I got to see the sun between the trees on my way back to San Fran. And I thought to myself that all the ash and all the poor air quality in sadness and grief is actually the spirits and the angels and everybody who passed away in the fires. We now know there's over a thousand people and animals, and homes that were burned. And that's what that ash and poor air quality is made out of. It's millions and billions of little specks of ash and people and animals that we lost. And you know what? I guess in a crazy way, that beautiful sunset that was full of ash and darkness and a haze that covers the city right now, is a reminder that life is really, really precious. And you know what? It's worth sharing with people you love. It's okay to take a break from people that aren't making you feel good right now, guys. Everybody's going through something. And you know what? Take breaks. You don't have to follow other people's rules. When my life flashed before my eyes it was just this reminder of me of what's really important is actually a really small amount of things. You don't need a whole lot. You just need to love with your grateful heart. And instead of putting on all that makeup and hairspray and curling our hair and making sure you take all your fabulous vitamins and your supplements and your probiotics and your matcha, you need to remember the most beautiful thing that you wear every day is your grateful heart. I guess I should give you these tips on how I remind myself to wear it. So here's what I can tell you today. Number one, tell your friends that have been with you through the dark times and the darkness that you really love them and you're grateful for them. I can't tell some of my friends enough. Like, I might have cried a few times with Stephanie this weekend because I just wanted her to know how much I loved her. And Molly too. She is so special. The three of us got to hang out. And Molly put together the charity class for all the fire victims today. I think that it's important to remember to remind people that they're really special. You assume that they already know, but. Sometimes a a little card is good or I gave everybody uh, one of Ariana Huffington's books and I um, made sure to also give them some matcha and some collagen powder and I wrote them all a card and I just said, I really love you and I'm proud of you and I I think you're an amazing woman and you're deserving of the world on a silver platter. Number two, I think that when you have a moment like when the plane was turning back around and emergency landings were happening and you have no idea what's going wrong in this plane but all you can do is see smoke and smell chemicals burning, that you got to remain calm in life because wrenches are going to get thrown at you, fires are going to get lit under your ass, shit's going to happen. Bad stuff's going to come your way. You're going to have to be prepared with the right tools to handle it in a calm and cool as fuck manner. The things that have helped me to get there are wisdom, age, studying, reading, meditating. Age has been a wonderful thing for me. I know we often in our culture love obsessing over youth and beauty and I get asked about longevity more than almost any other thing right now. But in the end, and in the interim, I think that we can all focus on the fact that wisdom is gained through knowledge, mostly through age and experience. And so we can value, too, the years that are brought onto our lives because they've made us a better person. I'm not the same person I was when I was in my 20s. I was a shithead in my 20s. A good shithead, but also like the most lovable shithead, my friend Meredith used to say. (laughs) That's very true, Meredith. My family would agree. But you know what? I get shit done. I'm accountable. I'm responsible. I'm a good person. And if it wasn't for the perfectly imperfect times, I wouldn't be who I am now. So I need us all to lead with a little more grace to keep learning and growing, to stay really calm in the moments when you're going to get thrown to the wolves. It's going to happen to everyone. And those who are best prepared to be brave and calm, cool as a cucumber, those are the people that are going to be able to help people get off of an airplane in an emergency, Those are the people that are going to help save lives. Those are the people that we're going to be able to say, I'm here to help. What can I do in the time of an emergency? So I'm just saying this as a little wake-up call because it happened to me. In this week of Thanksgiving, we can practice being better people. You don't need to be perfect. You just need to be better actually you don't need to be anything you can just be you and chill but these are things to contemplate on because you're so special and you're so loved and spending time with just Molly and Steph today and all the other girls in a huge group yesterday and it's not even a big group I think there were seven of us it just felt so nice to put my phone away and we just all sit around and laugh and We didn't even need to really drink or smoke or anything. We just enjoy each other's company. Mike, Steph's husband, called it like a knitting night. It wasn't actually knitting. It was like lasagna. But, (laughs) you know, it's the little, little things that really count, that make life a little bit more enjoyable, beautiful, and lovable. And that leads me to some of the last things that I think we can do. For Thanksgiving this year, it'd be really nice if you gave an extra helping hand. You know, my mom and I have been spending more time together now that I'm on this break. um, And I I think I value her more and more when I'm away from her. (laughs) And when her principal called me to help, talk about Japanese culture, paired with my new book, Kinski Wellness, with my mom at her class. It was something that I said, my mom's one of the only people that I'll do that for with, without even hesitation, and I'll make, make it great for her students and her principal. I think that we can all go out of our way to do little things like donating blood. The American Red Cross is in dire need of type O and all blood types right now more than ever before and if you're able to give blood then please donate i will promise i will go and donate this year or next year i'm i'm like down this is this is something i'm gonna do and i'm type o so it's important to do so if you are type o that means you have a universal blood type that can be donated to anyone and in certain instances, if you're not typo, it's even more important for you to donate because there are only certain types of people who can take your blood. But typo is is everyone. So I'm just saying whatever you are, donate. <laughs> I think you can donate extra food to your shelters. You can donate even funds or money. I just want you to go out there and help. I work with City Harvest. My dad works with Brother Benos. This is a time of year to give to the shelters and those in need. If you didn't do one good deed for a charity before Thanksgiving this year, I need you to go and do something. I don't give a shit if it's one day at the food bank of restocking the shelves, putting bags together, cleaning their floor, doing deliveries. I used to work at a breadline for volunteer work when I was writing my first book and I was really poor because my dad said, I need you to start building your resume at 26 if you're going to live in this house and you don't have a job. Your job is writing your book. Huh? That's funny. Go volunteer. And so I figured that out and I I was on TV and on my days off, I would go work at a breadline and it was super humbling. I mean, the whole experience. If you didn't do your good deed for Thanksgiving, I need you to go do that. And you know what? I'll match you. We're launching the matcha shop soon and we're going to be donating part of the proceeds of my matcha cookies that are being produced for you, mass produced, but in a good way. Because we're going to make them homemade for you and then we're going to donate a part of the proceeds to charity. My heart will always be in California coming to you from San Francisco I'm looking out at the Embarcadero building and the Bay Bridge right now and I just I am so in love and enthralled with this place Stephanie will always be my best friend and she will be in San Francisco for me to come back to along with my other friends Sejal Molly Angela and a few other girlfriends in between what's so important is that we spend more time with each other oh and Chrissy's out in Sacktown um, I just feel like you need to show up a little bit more, even if you have kids or a busy schedule. We no longer can use these excuses because around the holidays we can make more time. so open up your schedule and go set that friend's giving. Get that girl date on the books, make dinner for each other, sit and have a bottle of wine, and have fun. You smoke weed, whatever doesn't matter. Do what you want, do what makes you feel good. And the last thing I want you to really think about in wearing your grateful heart around because this is, this was a really weird week. Like my heart is fluttering with love more than ever before. And I see these little glimpses of me finally finding myself again after having a pretty tough last few years. I never wanted to fall in love with somebody unless the person was absolutely fucking amazing and I had to say this person doesn't have to be a perfect match for me this person just needs to be like an equal a partner best friend an awesome guy with a really big heart and that was the most important thing to me was that his heart actually matched mine I don't know what's going to happen, guys, but I know like I've said before in pad 24, I think it was, the best is yet to come. If that plane, God forbid, was supposed to crash, I'd be okay, but I'd be really sad that the rest of my life didn't happen. You've got a beautiful life ahead of you. Please don't look back. Find the people you love, if you haven't met your match yet, I want you to remember that he or she is out there. And one day we'll just fall into place. Just ride the waves until then. My hands on my heart. Figure out what makes that big, grateful heartbeat. And in those little moments... Where I found myself really fucking excited about the future. I just haven't felt that in so long. So rare it is to find love and to feel it in your heart. And the beginning stages of that are exciting. And you just need to live knowing that I think trusting... And not giving a fuck about all the rules or being worried about finances or your next job or your next home or where you're going to live. I just find it, you know, it's me and my suitcase to my laptop. I'm getting as much done as I ever did having a, you know, sick ass apartment in, on the waterfront in New York. In fact, I might be getting more done because I'm not draining my bank account for a little bit. <laughs> Smart tips. Anyways, I love you guys. And I'm going to answer some of your fabulous questions now because you've been so good. And I love and miss you guys um, in New York. But I'm doing really good out here. I had like the best New York trip. I'll tell you guys about it. I mean, I think I already did a little bit. But I mean, it was amazing. Oh, I hope you guys also voted. Oh my gosh so a girl named sophie may norman asked hi candace i love your podcasts and your books thanks so much for all that you do question for you i work out every day walking outside in pure bar which i know you love as well and after bar i just feel amazing mentally and physically and i've never found more cardio or higher intensity workout that gives me the same mental peace though I'd like to add in something else like that in the AM and I'm stumped. I'm tired of orange theory and running indoors and I'm just stumped. Any recommendations of knowing how you understand the whole post bar feeling? Question mark. Oh yeah, girl. I know that feeling. Sometimes I would said that working out and having an amazing workout is like, I was like, wow, this is like so good it's like having sex (laughs) and then my guy friends remind me that it's the same kind of endorphins that are released sometimes so or similar to um I have done um a, a class called yoga sculpt it's like a core power yoga sculpt class with weights and I feel really good after that class. So you need to be prepared to get really wet, like dripping wet. I also think that Cycle is really fun when you're in a rut and you need like an ego boost with good music and hot men and hot women to look at because that's always fun. And then I also think that if you get a really good playlist going on your iPod, I love my iPod, it's from 10 years ago, You can go for a run and do a scenic run. Like in San Francisco right now, if the air quality wasn't so bad, I'd either go for a run across the bridge or I would um, go to the Muir Woods and go for a hike. Stinson Beach has a bunch of great hikes. Oh, my friends Yara and Angela have an amazing retreat. It's called the Coast Ridge and it's in Stinson. If you guys ever want to go on a retreat, look up the Coast Ridge. I love them. And they've been my friends for so long, I'm so proud of them for opening their, their hiking and yoga retreat business. Um, I also think that it's important for you to know that a high intensity workout like um, a HIT class can be good. And so if you want to do rumble boxing or maybe berries, you definitely can get the same feeling after that class. But the main reason why the bar method and pure bar can give you that endorphin feeling is if you get a really fucking good instructor on a really good day, that is as good as sex. So enjoy it. <laughs> Thanks, Sophie, especially for your nice notes. You guys wrote me the best love notes this week. I was I was like blown away by all of you. Um, OK, some more questions. hmm so uh, sorry there were so many great ones that were asked journey to be happy wrote do you ever fast great question sometimes like before a photo shoot I will Um, I always want to look and feel my best before those and you know the way that you look often reflects the way that you feel I don't know that fasting is for everyone I've seen some people do it for a few days, some a few weeks it depends, some people believe in it my greatest advice to you is to consult with your doctor and see if there's a fast that you really want to do and consult with them about it just to be safe Okay. Burger Queen asks, I'm just reminding you that you are fucking awesome. I love who you are. You are magic. Thank you. No, you are Burger Queen. No, you are. Okay. Um, (laughs) Courtney asked me really funny questions again. I love you. Um, Ren Jast wrote, Oh man, I think I'm too late to ask you a question now, but how do you bounce back from a bad breakup? Oh, so Ren Jast, I always screenshot the questions that you guys ask. And this week I wanted to, to answer questions that were asked on October 29th. So how do you bounce from a bad breakup? Well, The best thing I can tell you is that time is the greatest healer and um, instead of jumping into another relationship, instead of sleeping around and being a hoe, instead of going out and partying and doing a ton of drugs, I did this and this is what worked for me. It doesn't mean it's going to work for everyone. I didn't smoke or drink, I went and traveled, I went to Japan, I started writing the rest of my book, it took a very deep and emotional dive into a place of vulnerability that I had not explored in my writing, and it took the breakup to get me away from a douchebag that I wasn't meant to be with, and it took the breakup for me to realize that my heritage was my life's calling to share with the world, and it took me the breakup to realize my full potential, Um, was greater and deeper and wider than I ever imagined. I was playing very safe and small, perhaps before that. Writing health and wellness cookbooks was only one facet to the rest of my producing, directing, content creation, and media career. So take the breakup as a blessing. I've had enough time to reassess my whole life since the breakup. The beginning stages are sleep, sleep, hang out with friends, hang out with family, go for walks, go for hikes, sleep, take care of yourself. I wore no makeup, no jewelry, nothing fancy for weeks afterwards. And you know what? I feel and look like a million bucks now. Who the fuck knows where that guy is? Who cares? <laughs> On to the next one as Jay-Z says, for real, you're going to be fine, by the way. Anybody who's going through that stuff, you're going to be fine. Okay. So a lady named Bella Nicole wrote, how did you get into your industry or career? Okay, Bella, best way for me to answer this is to listen to podcasts like number one and two because they explain like the height of my career. It was very tough and it still is. I'm grateful for it though because if it was easy, I'd probably not do it. I've got a pretty interesting story of modeling into food, into media, into entrepreneurship. And it's still fucked up. Wabi-sabi. All right. Wendy L. Price wrote, how do you hold a space for gratitude if you're overwhelmed with feeling that you deserve a fulfilling... Oh, shoot. The rest of this got cut off. Okay. It's basically asking how do you hold a space for gratitude when you're feeling really overwhelmed. And you deserve a fulfilling career. Okay, so if you're in the wrong career, Wendy, and you're asking like how to get into the right career to hold more gratitude, this is a great fr- question for today's podcast about having a grateful heart. I think the best way I can say this, and this goes for everyone, I thought about this today after the plane thing and after the 12 delayed flights and flying in and and seeing the air quality here from the fires and thinking about the victims first and telling my friends how much I fucking love them, how awesome they are. I think the main thing we have to remember is that when you take a career that helps other people and makes other people feel good, that's awesome. Like, that's what we need more of. Sure, you can build a better mousetrap and still make people feel better. You can take a cut of your proceeds and give them to charity. You could not be greedy and not make too much profit, but yet provide a service for other people. It could be dog walking, it could be making cookies, it could be, you know, going to a homeless shelter, it could be working in an elderly home, it could be going and working a marathon for a charity, or maybe it's just donating blood, donating food at a food bank, or spending the time that you have working as a volunteer. All you need to do is look, look up your local Salvation Army if you don't know where to start or the goodwill. Salvation Army does great things for people, especially during the holidays. If you don't have a career that does anything fulfilling and you don't want to get out of it yet, then go do the volunteer work. My dad is retired. He was a nuclear auditor for my entire life. He had a really crazy career um, in San Dofran near St. Clemente and Cali, smartest person I know. He volunteers at the Boys and Girls Club. He tutors kids at my high school. He often does math with them. And I'm like, How the fuck are you doing that? And he says, Well, sometimes they just need someone to listen. And we did the math too. Most of the time, they just don't even want to (laughs) talk. So it's super cute. My mom works with her high school students every day. And my sister runs a nonprofit bike shop in London, empowering her whole community with recycling, or sorry, with um, fixing your own bike. Um, Her slogan in life is Fix Shit. You know, she's a good example of how to solve a problem. She was at a job at another community center. She wanted to do her own thing. She applied for a grant with the City of London. She launched her own business called the London Bike Kitchen. And what she does is she empowers people to go in and fix their own bikes and teaches them how. She has a community club. She has a million tattoos. She's way cooler than me. I highly suggest you look up community service places like this, especially because the other part to this question that's really important is you need to feel as much of a community as they do. So my sister created that community for her in London and Hackney. And she's pretty fucking ballsy to start her own business in another country, too. I take my hat off to her. Go fucking Jenny. I also think it's really cool that my mom still teaches Japanese because she feels the need to bridge two countries and their legacy and traditions together. It's almost like a marriage for her or a mending of kintsugi, which is the art of golden repair between two countries. She's serving, like me, very much as a bridge for two countries. My father is serving in the military, then with nuclear auditing, and now he's working with the kids at the Boys and Girls Club, and he helps um, raise funds for a soup kitchen also. Uh, He's very prominent about his work in helping others. And my sister does the same. What you see with the four of us in our four different areas is that we're not even working together on our communities, we're working separately on our communities, When I say live with a grateful heart every day, I mean that you as a person can be the grateful heart and you can be the love. And the best way you can be the love is to show the love by doing the work. That's all I've got this week. I wish you guys the most magical Thanksgiving. I want you to write down five things you're grateful for or say themselves out loud to yourself right now. Five of them. For me, it's family, friends, everyone's health. It's food on the table every day, more than I could ever count or imagine. The opportunity to talk to you. I'm grateful. Thank you for everything. And I'll see you at thematchashop.com soon. It's the, M-A-T-C-H, matcha, S-H-O-P-P-E, the cool way. Have a good week, guys. I love you. And don't forget to write a five-star review, please, about this pod. I would be really grateful if you did it this week, especially. And the same for my book on Amazon, Kintsugi Wellness. Please pick up a copy for a friend for the holiday and subscribe to my pod and tell two best friends about it. And write to me on my comments and Instagram. Tell me what you love about the podcast and I will write you back. Okay, have a good week. I love you guys. You're so special when you smile. And the one thing you should always wear every day, bigger and bigger and better and better is your grateful heart. Okay, love you. Bye.